Hey, what's happening, everybody? Welcome back to Mental Health Casual. I am Lucky, and today we're going over to the Forever Alone subreddit. I should just say we're going back to the Forever Alone subreddit. If you guys are new here, basically what I do is I go to subreddits that have to do with mental health, anything along those lines, and typically they're they're more like advice subreddits. But uh, you know, I I do try and give advice, but I also try and just learn from people. You know, I think that's the great thing about these, uh, about Reddit is that you get to hear people's stories and, um, you know, I just want to preface this. Obviously we don't know about every single one of these. Like we don't have them verified. We don't know if they're all, uh, telling the truth, all that kind of stuff. But, uh, a lot of these I've, I've noticed have a lot of human experience in them. So, uh, you know, that's why I like to go to these. Also, I don't want to talk about me the entire time. Uh, that would get boring. You know, uh, people have already heard my struggles. People have already heard, uh, everything that I go through, typically through my YouTube channel or all the interviews that I've done. So I just kind of decided to do these. So welcome if you guys are new. Anyway, why don't we go over to the first post here. Good night, everyone. The usual bedtime depression is setting in, but I've uh, I've been feeling a bit better as of late. Good job. So I just want wanted to spread the positivity. I hope we all make it, and I hope we all find that special someone. I hope that one day we can actually say say the phrase, my partner. Good night, guys. Yeah, that's pretty tough, man. You know, I just went through a little stint on, um, you know, I was, I, I, I just joined uh, like a dating website. Now, I don't like to do dating websites on my phone anymore because it gets too compulsive. It just, you know, it gets to the point where I'm always, oh, swipe right, swipe left, swipe right, swipe left. You know, it got too, it, it was getting too much when I first did that. Like, what did I start? Like last, must have been like last August or something like that, July or August, something like that. And I, it just, it just got to be too much. So I decided to uh, stop that. So now it's only on my computer, which is still kind of tough because obviously I do a lot of editing. I do a lot of YouTube stuff. So whenever I get a chance, I'm always like, okay, let me go to this place. And, you know, I, it seemed like I was, go, you know, doing pretty well with one girl, but just, it didn't work out. Kind of got, uh, I don't know, what did you say? What, what do the young people say now? Like ghosted a little bit. Uh, I don't really blame the girl or anything like that, but I was really, it really hurt my feelings. So uh, you know, it was, it's definitely one of those things that, uh, gets you, you know, cause I'm, I'm very like committal. I'm not like, I don't have like, what, what do they call it? Uh, one, one itis, you know, where it's like, she's the one or anything like that. Um, but it seemed like it was working out to a certain degree. And I'm, I'm one of those people that I don't actually like to tell people what, uh, what good things have been going on. Cause they always end up just like falling apart. And this, the, this particular one ended up happening too. Uh, you know, I was telling my friend like, oh yeah, I got a date with her like next Monday and all of a sudden just everything fell apart and I was like, oh, okay. Um, but you know, I'm starting to learn a little bit more, you know, I, instead of doing all this stuff, cause you know, I got a haircut and I, you know, do all, did all this stuff. And I was like, you know what? I can't be doing this for other people. I have to start doing things for myself. Uh, this is what I tell everybody on this podcast. That's the other thing, a good thing about having a mental health podcast is I hold myself accountable. I'm able to hold myself accountable by hearing my own words. Cause you know, I talk about this a lot, right? Community, community, community. And I've been, you know, whenever my church has extra events, right. I just went to a piano recital the other day. Um, you know, and it was, it was, it was really fun. I, I really like, uh, first off the player was freaking incredible. And, you know, I, I'm still thinking, you know, they're they're They wanted, they asked me if, uh, you know, I'd come to the choir, come to do like a little bit of a choir thing. I guess they're getting ready for like Christmas or something like that. And, uh, I'm still a little iffy on that. I I I don't sing anymore, so 
it's a little tough for me to think about. But, you know, I've been trying to, you know, anybody, anytime somebody invites me to something or I have the opportunity to do something, whether it be via Zoom or, you know, in person, I try and do it because, uh, you know, that was just something that I learned earlier on. So, um, you know, you know, it, it, I definitely understand where this person's coming from with that, with that depression, you know, going to bed depressed and all that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I definitely am starting to get this way too, where I'm starting to, you know, yearn for the partner or somebody, somebody like that. Um, sure. I have my family and that's, that's great. And I have, I have friends and all that kind of stuff, but there, there's just something about that, having a romantic partner that definitely, uh, it, it's just something, I think it's just something that we yearn for, you know, as biologically speaking too. Um, anyway, let's go to the next post here. Any touch starved men go to clubs to satisfy the urge for human contact. I'm a virgin 22 year old male. I am not, uh, sorry, I am not hookup or dating material. So I've accepted the fact that there is a whole world that I'm not going to experience. Having said that, I'm still a human and sometimes I can't control my urges. Last weekend, I went to this really popular nightclub at my university for a few drinks. It was obviously very crowded. And while I was enjoying my drinks, a girl next to me was just chilling at the bar and our arms were basically touching for 45 minutes. She didn't talk to me or I didn't, and I didn't bother try, uh, trying. Let me just tell you, this felt like I was on cocaine. It was so euphoric. I just wanted it to last forever, but I think it satisfied my need for touch for now. Yeah, this is uh, this is this is tough, man. Because you know, when we, I, I know exactly what he's talking about. Because you know, there there are some times where, uh, you know, girl a girl will laugh at my jokes or something like that, and it gets it gets pretty tough. You know, like I said, I haven't been in a relationship for what like five. Man, how long has it been? Like five or six years, maybe something like that. And not really of my choice, but uh, you know, I started getting very resentful of women. And I think I think that's kind of you can kind of see that in both sexes, right? When you know, when men start to you know detest women, it's usually because of uh, they've been hurt by somebody or they haven't had great experiences. And then when you you can you can see the the, the same thing with women as well. Um, start to test men, you know, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm independent. I don't need you, all that kind of stuff. Um, that, that's usually where it starts to go. And, you know, with the touch thing, man, yes, it is, you know, that's, that's where we get the, the hug hormone. I keep forgetting what the damn name of the freaking. I've, ta I've talked about it so many times on this. I think it's, uh, I, I accidentally called it oxycodone last time is not oxycodone. It's uh, oxytocin, I think is the, the, the chemical. Yeah, exactly. Right. So it's called like the love drug, but it's basically what just to explain it a little bit, you know, for new people here, it's so women are basically drowning in this and it's what gives like when they have sex, it's what triggers their brain to want that partner. Whereas men don't get the same uh, oxytocin uh, response after they have sex. But basically, if you hug somebody for I think it was like 20 or 30 seconds, you can trigger this response and it'll it'll um you know, make you closer to that person. Um, and so this person getting that kind of touch, I guess would probably trigger, I, I don't know if it's like you have to trigger that, uh, that kind of response, but, uh, but yeah, I, I, that's, uh, that's pretty interesting. That's, uh, well, first off that you were able to do that for 45 minutes. And, you know, I would just say, let that be inspiration for you going forward that this, you know, this can be so much more, it could be more, so much more than just an elbow touching. You know what I mean? Um, I did the same thing. You know, when I used to go to clubs and, you know, some girl would dance with me, I felt, you know, I felt nice and everything. But then, you know, we never said anything to each other. She just left. Um, 
So, you know, it, it felt good. And then I was drunk out of my mind, too. So it wasn't even like she was she was attracted to me. She was attracted to the drunk me. So, um, you know, just, I guess, be mindful of that going forward. And, yeah, like I said, try and use that as, a, you know, as a um, as inspiration. But, you know, as for your looks, man, listen, there's nothing you can do about looks. But I will say this, uh, man, how do I how do I say this up being really obnoxious? But. You know, it, it seems like, at least in our world, that if you're an ugly man, it's easier for you to get an attractive woman than if you're an ugly woman, uh, just because men are more visual, right? So they, they, and, you know, obviously, if you're a woman, you don't want somebody to think that you're ugly, right? If you, if, if your husband thinks you're ugly, that's just terrible. Whereas men, I mean, dude, I've seen some guys with some, I, I've seen some guys, some ugly ass guys with some really attractive women. I'm just like, how do you, you know, I was, I was watching, um, Bobby Lee. Uh, he's, he's a comedian, uh, Matt TV and all that stuff, stand up comedian. And he, uh, he has this podcast called the tiger belly. And, uh, he, his girlfriend's this really attractive girl named Kalila, right. A uh, Filipino girl. And he, you know, he was just, you know, she was talking about how she used to just have sex with like a tra- uh, like really unattractive guys. And, you know, I, I'm not going to say Bobby is unattractive, but he does have uh, he's not like he's not you wouldn't expect him to be with her. And, you know, if it was the other way around, I just can't imagine that be, them being a thing. Right. Uh, obviously, there are exceptions to this, but I'm just saying. So I'm just trying to give this guy hope, you know, for for the future. I think I think you do have the chance to to, you know, get with somebody uh, in the future, you know, uh, just because your looks aren't completely there as long as you're not, you know, as long as there isn't something real problematic there, then I think you'll be fine. You know, uh, plus you're really young, you know, 22 year old virgin. I think we look at that now and we're like, Oh my God, that's crazy. But back in the day, I'm sure, um, you know, when, back when you had to actually wait for marriage, right. Cause you know, that's kind of what they did. I mean, people would wait till they're like what, 25 or 26 or something like that. Uh, sometimes even earlier, but uh, you know, I, that's nothing to be ashamed of. Uh, now, once you get to like 40 years old, I think that's when it starts to get a little much. So uh, let's see the next post here. I have so much time right now, but no one to spend it with. I'm not sad. I like being alone, but I don't want to be forever alone. Yeah, that's that's a that's a good point. Right. It's very, uh, you know, when we talk about like introverts. Right. I, I think people get confused with introversion and this right then forever alone, because, listen, I'm an introvert as well. I, I you know, I man. After going to like a party or something like that, like you'll, you, I'm usually the first one that's like, okay, where the hell is the exit to this place? Cause I want to, like, I need, I need some time out. Like I, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I just, I just need to chill for a second. You know, I remember when I uh, went to my grandmother's funeral, like it was all great and everything, but I needed to, I needed to walk, you know, I just needed to chill out for a second. Um, and, you know, it, it was, it was a little difficult because, you know, people were coming up to me afterwards because I, I, I did a, I did a speech for my grandma's funeral. So it was, it was nice to get, uh, you know, everybody telling me that I did good and everything. But, you know, I, after a while, I was just like, oh man, I gotta, I gotta go chill out somewhere and, you know, not be around people. So yeah, you know, I, I understand what, what the, this person's saying, right? Because, you know, like, like they, like they said, they, um, they're okay being by themselves, but there is there like just like extroversion, right? There's there's a there's a point where crowds can be too much, even if you're an extrovert, even if you do get recharged that way, 
you know, with introversion, it's the same way, right? Even though, like, listen, being alone is, is cool. It's, it's it's a good feeling, right? You don't have people just, you know, overwhelming you and all that stuff. But there's a point where you have to um, take some time to, to, to talk to people, to, you know, make yourself known, to be part of a community, right? It's, it's part of the human experience. Uh, but, you know, for extroverts, it's the same thing, right? Being alone for a little bit doesn't have to be a long time, does, you know? could be a couple of hours or something like that uh that's part of the human experience too i dude i used to know some people that could not be alone they they just would not uh they could not deal with it i, I don't know what it was i don't know if it was like their thoughts racing through but yeah they just could not be alone so anyway uh best of luck with that let's go to the next post here anyone else here depressed to the point where absolutely nothing satisfies you i'm at a point in my life where nothing brings me joy anymore old hobbies are boring now i have no energy or desire to take up new hobbies no motivation to participate in society and i feel at any moment i'm going to take my family's gun and uh, splatter my brains all over the wall very graphic um, years of depression and isolation have taken a heavy toll on my mental health and i feel like i'm losing my grip on reality the only thing that some uh somewhat helps me cope nowadays is music and uh, maladaptive daydreaming i was wondering if anyone else here feels the same okay so obviously I'm going to talk about purpose, right? I talk about what community and purpose all of the time. But when you talked about the, the daydreaming, I will say this, be very careful about how much you daydream about uh, a fictional reality. I'll tell you why. Okay. So when I was really depressed, like I would say maybe like one of the peaks of my depression. So I, I had different peaks, but when I was about 18, I had uh, I was just about to graduate high school, and this is before I was hospitalized. By the way, I was hospitalized after I uh, graduated high school, but I used to just walk around the neighborhood, and I used to walk a lot, man. I was walking like you know for hours on end, just daydreaming, man. I would walk around the same places, but I would always just daydream. Um, just think about anything else, but being here, man, I just didn't want to, I just didn't want to be in this reality anymore. And I always imagine myself in the anime that I was watching and in the, you know, in, in a world where people needed me, you know what I mean? Where, where people loved, like, you know, where, where women would throw themselves at me. Um, the problem with being in that daydreaming world, now I'm not saying you can't daydream. Of course you can. Like that, that's, that's not, that's not a, uh, it's not a slight on it by any means, you know, listen, I still have uh, thoughts where I, I think of myself in a story where, you know, I'm in a mystical land, you know, in, in, uh, in animes, there's this thing called isekais, right? Where somebody gets reborn in another world. Very, very common nowadays. Um, but be very careful about in, in uh, feeding that too much, meaning every single time, every single chance you get, you, you're thinking about, Oh, that next, oh man, that, that, uh, that world that I can escape to, oh, this is be so great if I could escape to this and do this and do this, uh, because you start to leave reality behind. I'll give you an example, another example, right? I, when, uh, when you, we talk, we're talking about like a porn, right? Porn addiction. One of the things that happens is men, uh, start to get erectile dysfunction. They don't get erectile dysfunction from watching porn. They get erectile dysfunction from, well, sometimes they do, but, uh, sometimes what they'll do is when they actually have sex with a woman, it's not nearly as crazy as what they watch in porn. And so all of a sudden, once they get with a woman, they can't get it up because it's not nearly as stimulating. So it's a, it's a similar thing with, daydreaming right you're daydreaming about this is a beautiful place and then once you get back to reality you start to realize oh this isn't anything like that place it's nothing like you know there's not uh you know whatever you're daydreaming about you know there's no drag i'm not i'm not uh 
I'm not married. I'm not this. I'm not that. You know, I had to be very careful about that um, when I w- went to sleep because I would always have these dreams of, you know, being with a, you know, being with my my future partner and all that kind of stuff. And I'd be very careful about it because then I just started, um, you know, if she didn't meet this criteria of the woman that I wanted, uh, then I, you know, I wasn't going to be happy, all that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, just, just be, be careful about that. Find your purpose um, and, you know, try and get some help, man. You know, that once you're once you're talking about, uh, you know, the suicidal attempts, that's you definitely need some help at that point. So be, be really careful about uh, indulging those types of uh, thoughts as well. Let's do one more here. I went on my uh, first two dates ever, and now I'm back to being forever alone. Uh, male, 26-year-old. This hurts so much. My complete lack of experience brought me down. She was quite attractive, a PhD student, and we have we had very similar tastes in movies. Excuse me. And she said she enjoyed the two dates we were on. She was nice enough not to ghost me and told me that she's a romantic that she's a romantic and she didn't feel any passion coming from me. Of course, my only prior experience with a couple of other girls in my life were in uh, in the friend zone, so I just don't have any experience with being more than just friends. And even then, it was just uh, temporary friends while we were in the same classes in school. I didn't want to appear clingy or desperate, so I kept myself from sending her too many texts between our dates. We still had some conversations. However, she wanted the opposite. And to know that I was in, uh, there and interested in her, my lack of experience made me think the exact opposite of what I should have done. I guess it makes sense that a girl would want attention as opposed to a lack of attention, but there, but here I was afraid that I would appear clingy or desperate. So what now? Do I have to wait another decade or have of having zero dates and then uh, effing it all up uh, over again? Here I finally had a girl that gave me two chances, two dates, and I blew it due to a lack of experience. I always worried that this would happen if I were to go on a date, and naturally it happened. I'm not mad at her or have anything against her. I'm just furious with myself, and I'm broken and inexperienced, and uh, that I will probably be forever alone. So this is this is okay. This is a real weird tightrope, right? Because obviously women have difficulties, but men also have difficulties in the dating market, which is trying to figure out how. Like how many messages should I should I send? Because like I I've ta- I've I've watched a lot of um you know if anybody's ever curious you know if you're a guy out there and you want some tips uh, there's this great channel called uh, what's her name Courtney Ryan on YouTube and she does you know she's very honest about like the way the women think and what what they find attractive and I think I'm gonna do a reaction video to her uh, one of these days but anyway there is this um. There, there's this tightrope that you have to walk as a guy, right? You have to seem, uh, you have to be confident, but you also have to be emotionally vulnerable. You have to be, uh, you have to be, um, what? You have to be loving, but you can't be too clingy. You have to be independent, but you have to still uh, make time for 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 her. You know, it's very, it's very, very difficult, right? Uh, like I said, women have their struggles too, but I, I'm just trying to uh, illuminate this as well. Um, and this is one of those struggles, right? Is trying to seem, uh, trying to be passionate about the person, but also not trying to be clingy. And in this case, I actually don't think that, uh, I would, I would like to ask, you know, this person, like what exactly they were sending, uh, you know, how, how were they presenting themselves? Right. Cause I, I don't know if it was as much a quantity thing as it was a quality, like the quality of the time that they were spending together, because when she says she didn't uh, see passion in him, uh, then I also think that that may have been more of passion. 
uh, in terms of the quality, not so much the quantity, right? Like the, the amount of times you're texting her, the amount of times, uh, you know, the, the amount of uh, conversations that you sparked, anything like that. I think it may have been more of a quality uh, situation because uh, when we're talking about uh, staying engaged and all that stuff, I, I think women pick up more on, on like uh, the way that we are. And obviously some, a lot of times they can get the wrong message, right? Like, you know, you say something and they're like, well, what do you mean by that? Uh, it happens all the time, right? Like men and women almost, it's almost like they speak different languages, but um, you know, in, in this case, it just sounds, it, it, to me, it just sounds like uh, maybe you just had some problems uh, communicating in that fashion more than anything. Not, not so much that you didn't text her enough or didn't do this enough. Uh, but yeah, I will just say this, listen, don't, don't feel too bad. Listen, you're 26 years old. Um, you might think that's old and uh, in some, in some cases it might be considered, you know, a little bit old to, to start looking, but, you know, listen, like I said, I, I don't think there's ever a, a you know, listen, I, I went to a wedding of a woman that was 80, geez, 80 something, right? Obviously she'd had kids before she has grandkids and all this stuff. Uh, but listen, it's never too late for love. It's never too late to find that person. Um, just because it's too late for certain things. doesn't mean that it's not late for other things. Uh, but listen, you're 26, you're going to be, you'll, you'll be fine. Right. Um, you, you're going to learn from this experience. You're going to take whatever, uh, hopefully good advice that these people are giving on Reddit. Uh, and you're going to, you're going to take it and you're going to use it to get better. Okay. That's really what you should take from this experience. Right. And that's what I'm trying to take from, you know, I guess this circles back to what I was, uh, from, you know, what, what happened to me. Right. Um, I'm taking this as not just an, not just like an L right for me, you know, from the, the girl that I'd mentioned before, um, I'm taking it as, Hey, listen, I should probably start working on myself a lot more because here I am doing all this stuff. And, you know, I got so motivated to start doing all this stuff, but I didn't, I wasn't doing it for myself. I really should have been doing all of that stuff for myself. I should have been waking up early, going to the gym just for myself. I should have been uh, you know, taking care of my hygiene in terms of getting my haircut and all that stuff for myself. I should have been, uh, you know, yada, yada, yada. I, I should have been doing all this stuff for myself. And so you should take this as a learning, exper learning experience and learn to get better, but get better for yourself, man. Don't just get better for, for a girl and ladies out there, same thing. Don't just try and get better for some guy out there. Right. Um, sure. Of, of course, maybe you, you want a guy in your life, but, if you're not doing things for yourself, it's, it's a lot like what we talk about with addiction, right? If that person does not want to change for themselves, it's very rare, at least in my cases and in uh, from what I hear from certain doctors, uh, it, it's not going to stick. You know what I mean? If you're doing, give you an example, right? If you're doing a diet and you need to do this diet for, because uh, you want to get a, a good you know, uh, uh, you want to get an attractive mate, right? That diet will only last you as long until you get that mate. And then what happens about keeping them? Oh, well, you know, especially if it's a very extreme diet, right? If, if you haven't done your research into, you know, trying to find foods that are still uh, palatable, but, you know, don't have as many calories, that kind of stuff. So you have to be really careful about doing, th doing things specifically for other people, especially since you should be doing those things on your own, right? So, and don't get me wrong, you can, like, other people give me motivations for you to start doing those things, right? If you have a kid and you, uh, like, I talked to Justin Bryan a long time ago, his his motivation for getting sober was his kid. You know, he was he was uh, tweaked out, I think. I can't remember exactly the drug that he was on. And he had to, he gave it, got his uh, son a big bag of candy and just 
you know, put the TV on and stuff. And but listen, you at the end of the day, you have, you're going to have to want this for yourself and nobody else. Um, and then listen, I think that eventually, if you start making yourself better, people around you are going to start. Or sorry, people, yeah, people around you are going to start, you know, coming to you, right? They're going to start wanting to be around you because you're 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 a good person. So. Um, yeah, just use this as a, as a, as a stepping stone for the rest of your life, man. And, you know, hopefully things start to work out with you. Anyway, guys, remember you can check out all things casual at the link in the description box down below. Also, if you'd like to email me, you can email me at mentalhealthcasual at gmail.com. But as always, guys, don't forget to keep it casual.